Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet with a host that's lightly peppered for your flavor. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Corbin had a small incident, incident. with the pepper shaker today. <laughs> he had to go in the front yard to resolve said incident. <laughs> and the dogs uh, were trying to figure out if they were going to help clean up or not. Hey, it's the noobs and the hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And what are the news? And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation of Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who hasn't seen it before. And two sons who haven't. Except for this week, we didn't do any of that stuff. Nope, none of it. <laughs> we are bringing you episode 185 covering Timey Wimey number 17, The Christmas Do-Over. This is the one where Groundhog Day, but bad. <laughs> <laughs> Trip insisted that Corbin read that on the air <laughs> after he so read it during funny. the sound check. <laughs> um, yeah, so hey, y'all remember Timey Wimey's? Um, yeah. I forgot. Back we have the not days. done one of these since we started the 13th Doctor. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking it was like just last season, but no, no, no. It oh, was it was, it was the awesome. first 13th Doctor season. We were trying so. to catch up on time. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just didn't realize how long we'd been yeah. trying to catch up. So. months. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been quite a while, and yet this is timey wimey number seventeen, which just blows my mind. Did I mention on the podcast the other day that I was telling a friend about our podcast and we were about to record episode one eighty five, and they were like, "What? what? <laughs> like, you're doing how many?" Like, actually, I think at that point it was like one eighty or something. Yeah. it's been a few weeks. So, hey, um, so because it's a timey wimey, we do things a little bit differently. So we're just going to ask a bunch of questions here, like, "Who's responsible for that?" This, like, come on, pile of crap. <laughs> Spoilers, Spoilers about Spoilers. how you feel about this yeah. movie. So, um, uh, first of all, uh, Master Closet Studios would like to issue an apology to all of its listeners for making you <laughs> sit through this pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we plan to make up for it by, by trashing, trashing it trashing together. It together yes. <laughs> and we also apologize to those of you who thought, this is a cute little movie. I'm going to watch this every Christmas now because... <laughs> yeah, um, just, just, just don't listen to this. Just, just delete this one. I'm sorry that you have such bad taste. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Not what I meant. <laughs> I was trying to say sorry for insulting your <laughs> sensibilities, and you're like, you're doubling down. Yeah, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. So who's responsible for this? This is this is um, we kind of switched up the timey wimey format a while ago, but again, it's been so long, and I think we might have only done this twice Probably. where we did this new format. Um, and so Corbin goes, "Did you write that just for this episode?" And I was like, "No, no, no, no. no. This, is, this is all the timey wimey." So who's responsible for this? Uh, this was written. Uh, actually, let me start with it was directed. By Catherine Kieran, and uh, let's see, I had I had her IMDb pulled up. Um, she managed to squeeze Christmas Do Over in between directing The Prince and Me Two, The Royal Wedding, and The Prince and Me Three, <laughs> A Royal Honeymoon, followed shortly thereafter by The Prince and Me colon The Elephant Adventure. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Just like the only thing, she she just had so to do a Christmas just, break real quick. Let me, and then, I, I want to preface everything by saying she's directed sixteen more films than I ever have. So you know, but all sixteen credit of them where it's due. Storyline, but 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 um, they brought her in for Prince and Me two, not even Prince and Me one, which <laughs> yeah. is I think. The poor man's Princess Diaries. I think that's essentially what that movie is. Awesome. Um, it's like the you know the generic. Uh, it, it, it's like Sam's Cola uh, version of <laughs> the Princess Diaries. Yeah. The Prince and Me, 
But they didn't bring her in for that. They brought her in for the sequel, which I'm assuming was straight to DVD. Oh. And then and then the third one, and then the fourth one that they didn't even call for. They just called the Ele- Elephant Adventure. Um, so uh, I also noticed that she did reading in reverse chronological order. She did the Matchmaker Mysteries, which is a TV miniseries, and um, so. Here, you're going to notice two running threads. See if you can pick them up. Matchmaker Mysteries, Cross Country Christmas, Christmas with the Darlings, A Homecoming for the Holidays, A Christmas Duet, Victoria Gotti, My Father's Daughter. I don't know if that means like like Gotti? Gotti? Or like, um, the Prince and Me, The Elephant Adventure, The Prince and Me 3, uh, Christmas Do-Ever, Prince and Me 2. True Heart, Dangerous Waters, Hoss Island, it kind of goes off the rails there. Do y'all pick up the, 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 the two commonalities here, sometimes both at the same time? You're saying bad Christmas and yeah. bad romance? Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say ah. Christmas and romance, but, and then occasionally romance at Christmas. Ooh, so, romance. yeah, that's... Um, like this one. Which that track. is... Uh, what was her name? Oh, no. I done, I done missed it. Uh, Catherine Kieran. Awesome last name. Well, she knows her specialty, I guess. Now, we've got... Well, Trash I mean, movies. you know... I, I can only imagine that I can only imagine that somewhere after doing the fourth uh, Prince and Me movie, she got hired by the Hallmark Channel because yeah. everything after Absolutely. that is Christmas movies. Yeah, um, and, and most of them seem like they are Hallmark Christmas romance yeah. uh, movies. Now, let's give Catherine Kieran her due credit because not only has she directed sixteen more movies than either of us, or arguably, possibly most likely any of our listeners. Yeah. But also, I mean, unless there's some professional directors listening yeah. to our podcast, like, in which case, welcome. Uh, Patreon.com slash Noobs in the Hoobian. Yeah. Um, but um, the the writers, yes, it took two <laughs> to create this thing. A man and a woman who don't share a last name, so maybe not even a couple. I don't know. Uh, Trevor Reed, Christo, and Jacqueline David. That's all the information we have about these <laughs> folks. Yep. <laughs> neither of them have their own they, IMDb page. They did this and then they disappeared. Yeah, the neither of them world. seem to have like, uh, a Wikipedia <laughs> entry. Um, so I don't know. They they did this uh, this movie and then uh, there there you go. They uh, died, I guess. <laughs> I, presumably. Um, so where do I know that guy from? We'll start <laughs> off with talking about a woman. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh jill the uh the the main uh romantic lead here was played by daphne zuniga zuniga Z- zuniga zunigas uh Z- zimbabwe um, S in that word she was listen she may have been the biggest get in this movie the big oh sorry uh get g-e-t so that our british listeners don't think i'm calling her a get um, <laughs> She was uh, Joe Reynolds in Melrose Place and Victoria Davis in One Tree Hill. Now, mm. I've not followed either of those shows, I've but never both heard were of either of them. Both were huge in their day. Melrose Place was like a '90s, late know. '90s maybe. Um, so you had like 90210 and then Melrose Place were the two like big sort of. Um, they were like early teen dramas because oh. they were like like 90210. Was took place like it was high schoolers. Now it was like twenty five year olds playing high schoolers, but but still. And then Melrose Place, I don't think was high schoolers, but it was it was kind of like right on the heels of nine hundred two one zero. So uh, in a time in the nineties before 
you had like YA was its own entire universe of <laughs> movies and uh, shows and books and garbage. Uh, as garbage. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about it? Just trash um, and then One Tree today. Hill was another one that's, that was, you know, had huge followings and that kind of thing. Um, so again, I don't, I recognize her yeah, face. I, I literally think I recognize her face from Melrose Place commercials. I think that's where <laughs> I know because I was looking at her, going like, huh. "Who do I know her from? Like, who has she played that I know? Because it's obviously somebody." And then I was like, "Oh, she was no. in that one commercial that I watched a thousand times." No, no, no. I mean, it's, like I said, I, I think literally it was because Melrose Place was like in the zeitgeist when I was in high school. It was, you know, it was a big deal. Um, and that kind of stuff. So, um, I didn't, you know, what I didn't do is I didn't really look up, um, Jay Moore who played, uh, Kevin, the, the, the main guy. Um, he, he's one of those guys that like, you know him, but you don't know why you know him. And I even, I, I take that back. I did look up his IMDB profile, but let me just, let me just rattle off, um, some of his stuff here. He's, he's known for, a movie called Go from 99, which I, mm. I, I've never I've even heard, heard of. That. He apparently played Bob Sugar in Jerry Maguire, which I've seen that movie once, but I don't remember his character, but I don't remember hardly anything about that movie. Um, he was in The Adventures of Pluto Nash and Suicide Kings. So uh, like late 90s, early 2000s. Like it seems like by the time he did The Christmas Do-Over, which was, uh, what was that, 2006? Um, he was kind of like... I don't know, maybe past his prime. Um, but he's just kind of one that like, again, I know his face. I have no idea why. What? He was in Monk for one episode. Uh, okay. No, I don't know him okay. from the one time he was on one Monk. Time. He also <laughs> voiced three characters in one episode of BoJack Horseman. Three what? three <laughs> characters? I don't know. Episode. Unless that's all the same character or, or something. Like I don't know, but... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you look, he's, okay, you know, Law and Order, he, he did an episode, he was in, uh, oh, Gary Unmarried, he was, oh, he was Gary in Gary Unmarried, which is a show I never saw, but I do remember the commercials for that one, um, ran for, it looks like, about two or three seasons, um, so yeah, he's he's done some stuff, he was in The Ghost Whisperer? Okay, at any rate, um, <laughs> he's one of these guys that's sort of like, yeah, yeah, that guy, I think I've seen um, him. but nothing that really sticks out, Um so I, I guess maybe between him and then Daphne, they were like the two big names that they pulled in for this. By the way, this movie premiered in 2006 on ABC Family. Not even ABC. This was not even an ABC TV movie. This was an ABC they Family. They don't want their name attached TV to this. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still the same company, but like, um, but yeah, so not, um, not a whole lot. Uh, not too many other characters. Oh, Corbin, did you want to mention your favorite uh, character slash actor in the film? I don't. Remember, uh, boulder, uh, yeah, the boulder, the boulder. The, I'm, I'm not picking up. You're drawing right. a blank. Corbin was outraged that the guy who kept warning him about the boulder in the road was listed as what? Short oh, guy? short man, short, short man. guy, something. <laughs> he was credited as short man. I, mean, I was like, why was short, he? But like, why wasn't he credited like as like defining character? I know, like well, boulder guy, old uh, neighbor, yeah, something, yeah. but like short man. Like, I also, like, I also love that every time they went out. 
he was walking by at that exact moment to be yes, able to it wasn't tell them. always the same moment of the day. Oh, yeah. It no, wasn't always the same like three minute period there. He was out there getting his newspaper or whatever. What are you getting a newspaper? It's like the middle of the day. It's almost like he was. It's almost like he was eavesdropping on whatever they were doing because he goes, "Oh, I hope you're not planning to leave." What an on the nose character! Where every time he mentioned leaving, he's like, "Well, coincidentally, this boulder fell, and coincidentally, I'm here to tell you." Yeah, when we were first watching it, um, and and they had that lingering shot of the boulder, I was like, "Foreshadow!" (laughs) I was like, "I don't know what that boulder is going to do, but it's going to play an important role." I thought he was going to die to it or something. I did. I did like the sequence though, where he kept trying to beat the boulder. That was that was fun. Yeah. Kept trying to escape. He got around it, and then it was night, and the day restarted. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the time travel details. Um, mm. Time travel is kind of loose here because. Uh, so first of all, what are the what is the method? I wrote down a child's wish and the magic of Christmas. <laughs> like I wasn't like but didn't the dad magic wish it away at the end. He was like, I wish it was Christmas every day, and yes. that's what ended it. Yes. So, so anybody can wish for it. Apparently. But you have to Oh, so it wasn't just it. a child's wish. A yeah. child's wish is what kicked it off. Yes. But yes, but it's wait, not solely. Wait. It could have been anyone, but it so, just happened to be. Hang on. Is this just a cruel universe where as soon as yes. he wishes it was Christmas every day, it's not anymore? It's because no. he finally learned his lesson, you see. He finally learned to appreciate Christmas, and that's... that. After what? stealing his wife back from her <laughs> fiance <laughs> by almost killing. Okay, so <clears throat> we always talk about the rules of time travel. Um, usually, this has something to do with can you change the past or can't you? But this one's a time loop, so it's yeah. a little bit different. So, like, yeah. can you change things? Yes, but it not, doesn't. Like, yes, doesn't but no. Change anything? Right? Yeah, it changes like, it in the moment. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You can tell them I know everything that's going to happen. Exactly. It's not like every time you go back, the, the thing that you did the last time through is still there. Yes. It resets every day, and you can change things, but then you don't really change things because then it resets every day that's until the last time. time. So whatever you did that time is what is what sticks, which, by the way, is the thing that haunts me about movies with time loops like this because I always think – I'm like, what if you, yes, what if you finally (laughs) learned the true value of Christmas on the day that you also got into a horrible accident or something and died or got maimed? Falling off a building, you realize (laughs) the true meaning of Christmas as you splat into the concrete. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Family friendly, guys. Family friendly show. Uh, so yeah, um, I guess, I mean, I guess that's the rules is that, you know, like, yeah, you can change things, but you better hope that you change them all the way you want them to be forever, uh, from that point forward. By the way, I, I do desperately want to see, uh, the movie that is the (laughs) follow-up after that, because can you imagine how devastating that would be to, to like, I mean, we lost track of this guy's loops about number 20 right it's because they didn't even try to show they, you a yeah. lot of them it's just vaguely oh, yeah, there, was, there was a lot of stuff where it was like the, they just showed like multiple versions of the same five minutes which yeah. well, that's fine um so i just took those each as well that's a whole day you know it's a whole day gone um but i mean he was trapped in there for you know i don't know let's just, let's just say it was months who okay. who knows that's nice. um actually actually I, I should have mentioned this up at the uh, up at the beginning. I should have put a section in about this uh, somewhere in the production notes. So this is a, a 2006 movie, 
it's credited as a remake of the 1996 movie Christmas Every Day. But when I read the synopsis of Christmas Every Day, it's only a remake in the sense of it's a time loop yeah. movie on the day of Christmas. Uh-huh. I think I've actually Every- read that audio. Like I've listened to the audio. Okay, so what I was going to say is the that 1996 movie had no commonalities oh, yeah. with this movie to do with when it. I read the synopsis. Now, I don't remember how closely that movie holds to the 1892 book or short story rather that it's it's based on. Did I get the date right? 1892, I think that. Yeah. 1892 written by William Dean Howells and it's it's yeah. a short story. Um you can actually if you google it, you can find it online and you can read it's it. It's actually a pretty uh, good one. Did yeah. Classic Tales do the Classic yeah. Tales podcast Classic covered Tales. that one? Yeah, and that. what happens in that? So I actually, long time ago. I actually like the short story better than I like this movie. Yeah, because the short story, <laughs> uh, a young girl. And again, this is you know eighteen nineties America. Yeah, um, just generically America. I don't remember if it says what city, but I think um, I think the author is British. And he came to the States for a while. And while he was here, he wrote this or something, maybe, I think. But at any rate, um, she wishes that it could be Christmas every day, kind of in a spoiled little girl way. But I mean, like kind of, but kind of not. Not Okay, no, no, no. Let me take spoiled out of there. Just in a kid's way. Like a kid would say, I wish it could be Christmas every day, like the little boy does in this movie. And so what happens is every day for a year, it's Christmas Christmas Day. It wasn't a time loop. (laughs) Everybody knew. Um, Everybody knew that it was Christmas every day. Well, and then they were like re-gifting old presents and like eating. If memory so serves candy, right, so. it wasn't a time loop in that you reset the same day every day. Yeah. It's just you wake up on December 26th so everything that happened and it's Christmas before, again. Yeah, everything that happened the day before still happened. Right. So it's, it's the real fulfillment of the childhood wish, I yes. wish it could be Christmas every day. Because for 365 days, yeah. they celebrate Christmas. And if I remember correctly... She has to go to like a fairy or something and be like, I don't want it to be Christmas Is that how anymore. it resolves? Yeah. All I remember is that like, essentially, it's like she learns her lesson yeah. that things like Christmas people, are better when they're special I because they're rare. People started to figure out that she wished this to happen. Like people knew... It should not be Christmas every day, but they were still celebrating it like it was Christmas yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah, it was like everybody was like obligated for some – it was a really weird – it was a Twilight yeah, Zone type of story. <laughs> but not not time travel. So so let's go off of that and assume that uh, Kevin was stuck here for a year. Let's just say it was a year. Can you imagine like a year of something is enough to change who you are? It's well, enough to I'm change sure, yeah. how you view the world. He has to now view the entire world through the lens of, I only have these, It's I don't even think it's 24 hours, really. It seems like it resets him at like around midnight. But when he pops back up, he's, at, he's ringing the doorbell and like, I guess in the morning? Like it doesn't even yeah. seem early in the day? I mean, it's like whenever he got there. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It seems like it's, you know, maybe midday, <laughs> midday or like mid, mid-morning at the earliest so he doesn't even have a full I mean, like twenty-four he was hour. Watching football, <coughs> the dad was watching football. Like, oh, that's true. So it wasn't like nine a.m. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's a good point. So he doesn't even have a full day, and he has to now like live his entire life based off of that. Imagine all of a sudden you wake up the next day and it's not 
Yeah. And and now it's the actual next day. You're going to have to like relearn how to live your life and yeah. not know what's going to come next. Now you have to actually care about what you're doing. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing is like realize that there are such things as consequences again, which you haven't had for a year of your life. So um, I would love to see that. Corbin, did you find something there? No, I was just trying okay. to see if I could find the Classic Tales podcast version of that. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure it's out there, and it may be you know he he like archives, he archives at a certain point. Yeah. So um, I listened to that like maybe three or four. It's years been a ago. while. Yeah, it's, it's been a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's see. Did they follow their own rules? Do we even really need to talk about this? Things they got right. Things they got, okay. Yes, we do. Things they got right. Things they got wrong. The number one thing that I want to point out is the football. The football that hits him in the head at oh, the beginning yeah. of each cycle is inconsistent. And uh, yeah, that bothers me. Wildly different every time. <laughs> I wouldn't say every time, but like the later, the more time rotations we get into it, the more haphazard they get with it. Like they, he started in and the first thing is that he gets hit by a football. Now he has like enough time to duck or right. enough time to like, like it starts hide like out of the way of the door. Bell yeah. Yeah. And then like dropping down. I also love- yeah, like in in the way it happened was like the doorbell would ring, she would open the door and he would get hit by the ball, right? Or yeah. did he get hit and then she opened the door? I think she, she saw him the door as it was. Yeah, coming. she would see him get hit. Okay, never mind. But even still, she would open the door, see there was no one there, close it, and then it would hit the door. Which I thought well, one, one time it hit her. It did, but I think he moved out of the way that yeah, time. Yeah, he ducked. Oh, so it was, right. it was like all over the place. Yeah, I thought she was going to open the door and get hit in the face. Yeah. I was going to laugh. Were there were there other things like that where they were inconsistent? I felt like there was one time where he jumped back, like jumped to the next day with without it like being midnight. I could be wrong about that, but I thought there was a time. It was, was probably like, like a weird, weird. edit, yeah. not him experiencing well, that a lot way. of Just weird things. <clears throat> yeah there there were a lot of times like that but it's it's really hard with um with movies like this to keep that consistent because like once you do it once yeah. you're establishing that's it that's how it happened yeah, yeah and so like, if you, you then do it differently for comedic but, effect it's yeah. like yeah but that no you don't get to do it that way work, yeah no. like if you wanted to write that joke in you should have made the situation a little uh, different by two seconds so that it would pay off later or something yeah. but you just like change it really no, or just put it later in the day where you can at least argue that his actions changed slightly how that event took place yeah oh yeah exactly that's that's fine but that that opening scene has to have like the first yeah. 90 seconds or so has to happen exactly the same because he didn't even have time to to change anything like i like that he didn't even have time to it's it it always reset him after he pushed the doorbell button yeah like he didn't even get a choice about that he couldn't even not push yeah. the doorbell i assumed the first time through that he was going to restart the day and that we were going to have some iterations where he decided not Not to go. go. And then I realized quickly that would be the end of the movie because he would never go back. He would never go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thought he was going to go so far back. He would have the chance to buy another present. Yes. That's what I mean. The whole thing. But that was like the night before. Yeah. But that never even remotely happened. He did go back and buy new presents and stuff. He just got there really late. Yeah. Um, like he did, he bought presents for everybody and stuff. Oh yeah. 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 And he showed up late. Yeah. But he showed up late. And I think he did that, that by works. buying stuff in the little town they were in. Yeah. Because, oh, the, already. because he still didn't beat the boulder. 
Like it already at most had to have been like halfway through the day. Uh, yeah. He was not, he didn't even have a full day to like, you know, do stuff. That is one thing about this movie that's, that's different is that it's not even a full day. Because again, he drives into town. So if he, you know, started back at his house, he would never come. Exactly. I would have given up. Even if I, for some reason, wanted to keep going back to that party, I would have given up after like a week when every time he has no reason to be there. I would have gone back one time. Like the first time, it's a dream. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that first time through. The first time. So um, anything else about things they got right, things they got wrong, or paradoxes? We always talk about paradoxes, but this isn't really a paradox. Yeah, it's not, not... really possible here so well guys want to take a moment and remind you the noobs in the hoovy and is brought to you by listeners like victor jared and james if you find value in what we do like they can do here's what you can do head over to noobs in the slash support pick your favorite way to support your favorite podcast or if not support this one hey uh so corbin did you have anything for this next section or do we just jump over that what is that how that works yeah this is your chance to rant about you know people don't understand black holes or I don't, I don't think nothing in this one. Okay. Uh, so random stuff, uh, we noticed, first of all, why is he there? Why? (laughs) Yeah. Why? I don't understand the basic premise of this movie that you would ever go to your ex-wife's parents house for Christmas while her boyfriend comes to your house. What was that? Had the, have the kid come over to your house. Yeah, for yeah like the kid. The implication, the kid, the kid. not the kid. any of the other ones. The implication exactly. is he's going for the kid. But no one else. But the, but they, they, they broke this that. up. The kid fairly can. when they had the divorce agreements, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why is he going? Christmas the whole party. idea of of like Trip said, not only is he going to his ex in laws with his ex wife. But the the yeah, new the boyfriend gonna is going to be there, who apparently has been with him, been with her long enough, and it's serious enough that he's proposing. Yeah, yeah. Day. like when we got to the end of the day and he proposed, that was the most final. Yeah, we were why like, the why heck is, is he that? here? Why is he here at all? Why did anybody think this was a good why did idea? They like, him? Presumably, the parents knew that he was going to propose. Like, yeah. why would you? Yeah, he set all that Kevin crap up in their yard. It's true. So, like. <laughs> um, by the way, I also, uh, it really bugged me that they're like, all right, let's go caroling and leave the child alone in the house on Christmas. Yeah. I don't understand that left, part of the day. They left the old lady with him. What old lady? Oh, oh did yeah. she stay behind? She came she walking out with the kid at one point. Oh, that's right. But yeah. even, okay. Well, okay. It's a I little guess. better. That That's better. Okay. That's a little bit better. Um, I, I mentioned the typical phases, uh, in my notes here. I was, I was tracking, his progress through the phases of, oh, oh no, I'm in a time loop, right? Um, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, an episode of Star Trek or uh, Groundhog Day or uh, the Twilight Zone, you know, if you ever have a time a time loop story, you get this. You get the, the first time, the, excuse me, the second time through, you get confusion. Like, like what? Didn't we, didn't we do this before? Like that weird deja vu, am I going crazy, that whole thing. Uh, denial of just like, this, this can't be happening. I must be dreaming. This is, you know, I'm, I'm going crazy. Escape, where he tried to beat the boulder out of town mm-hmm. and tried every which way he could. I don't know why um, getting out of town, like what was that going to do? But I don't know. I, I, well, I kind of get it. He not only felt trapped in time, he felt trapped in space. Like he was trapped yeah. at that house. So like maybe if I can escape from this area, I'll escape the time loop or something. I don't know. Uh, then there's acceptance followed by anarchy. 
where it's just like cut loose man he's just like doing whatever he wants to do um and then epiphany right just sort of like oh this is how it's it's going to be and then sort of um more so than acceptance but like i can do something with this it's not just this is my life now it's oh and therefore yeah so then you have uh making do where it's like you know He's he's getting into the groove of knowing what everybody's going to say. By the way, how was there... Oh, there was. I was going to say, how was there not the scene where he sat down and called every play as it happened? Except a little bit. All he did was say, you're going to lose 37-17 or something like that. And he said something about the interception. Okay, one time he said that. I wanted to see the scene where he sat down and did a play-by-play three seconds in advance and just blew the dad's mind. Um, There was not a scene... <clears throat> or was there? Was there a scene where he tried to convince everybody? Yeah. He did that with... Um, he did it really poorly, though. He did with what? Yeah, he was like, and then the dude's going to come in, he's going to I think be this, and he's going to... Like, this is his job, and he's going to... There's a oh, car oh, There's a car in the driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's okay. going to ask you to marry him or whatever, yeah. and then... Uh, so then you get desperation where uh, it's it's just I, the, the, the madness must stop. Yes. I've got to get out. And then altruism where it's not only I can do something with this, but I'm going to do something good with this. And then that's when. Did he ever reach that point? Um, well, he tried to like make up for everything with everyone. So I initially wrote altruism because I felt like that was the direction he was going. But then as it turned out, he really was just taking advantage. Uh, yeah. yeah, he really was. He went to now I can, now I know how to steal the girl. He did what everybody yeah. else would have done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love especially though with the very first one you mentioned, confusion, where normally it's more subtle that they're in a time loop at first, where they'll try and go through their day normally and things will be happening that happened yesterday. Some, sometimes, yeah. But sometimes. this one it's undeniable because he gets put back standing upright right. in the middle of the right. day with like no memory of what's yeah. going on. There was a there was a, a show that I watched not too long ago that that had this same concept and um the the premise there was anytime she died she snapped back to standing in front of a mirror and um uh so it was the same kind of thing where it wasn't like waking up and oh it's the same day again so there's enough like you're just starting your day. Maybe it's deja vu. Maybe I misremembered things from yesterday. What's happening? But yeah, this one where he's magically back in front of the door makes it super, super, super obvious, obvious super yeah. confusing and disorienting. I'd be like, do I have a head injury? Did I have a stroke? What's <laughs> happening here? So, um, Corbin, what's, what's your note here about, uh, breaking dancing? <laughs> what? <laughs> I meant to put break dancing. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, but I chose to read it as you wrote it. I don't know why. Breaking, breaking dancing. dancing. Broke the dancing. <clears throat> I just was utterly baffled by the scene where he repeatedly runs off into the woods with a piece of cardboard yeah. and basically learns to break dance. What about I him? guess to impress the girl. Well, it's obvious this is supposed to be like his mastering a skill scene right. is like 10,000 hours. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's so weirdly done 
because yeah. he's not learning from anyone. He's completely right. making it up. The and the way it's cut absolutely looks like one day where he's flopping around on a piece yeah, of cardboard. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like months and months of practice. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he spent like an hour out there and became an a breakdancing <laughs> master. Yeah, they didn't never show like uh, you know the sun at different points or, or nothing. Uh, yeah, no, no no changing whatsoever. Well, he had to do it at this for the same five minutes every. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love the way it's implicated there too, where like he goes halfway through his day, then he runs off into the woods with a piece yeah. of cardboard and practices breakdancing for like thirty minutes, and yeah, then like, goes why? back to his Just family. Just spend the whole yeah. day. And then you're gonna reset. Who cares if everybody go out to the woods? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who cares, cares if anybody if sees you or whatever? Yeah. So weird. Uh, that was not Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, that was not. Um, Jesus was at his own birth. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> They credited him as Jesus Henderson. As Jesus yeah. Henderson. Corbin said, said that in Jesus the IMDb, uh, yeah, <laughs> that the character's name was Jesus Henderson, the guy that was in the nativity scene. And we're like, um, okay, guys, I know that there are plenty of things wrong with the traditional uh, nativity, nativity scene, and we can pick and say, <laughs> did Mary really ride a camel or, a, I mean, a donkey or whatever? But- Jesus definitely wasn't a full-grown man at he, Christmas. At his own birth. At, yeah, at his own birth. <laughs> that was, he was Joseph. That was, Jesus was Joseph was and Mary and a, baby yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus was holding himself at his own birth. This is, oh this is either a confusing joke or like How, what's the joke? An amazing joke. misunderstanding. I think it's a complete misunderstanding. Yeah. So you have, you know, you have a guy in robes and long hair in a bible scene oh it must be jesus and so mary even says like when he's getting beat up or whatever mary the mary character says not my son and then wait about the guy you know her husband and then threw the fake baby jesus over her shoulder that's why it's a joke there's no way that they were that that like (laughs) Not my son son throws the actual baby Jesus over his shoulder. You have to have a colossal misunderstanding of what Christmas is supposed to be. (laughs) And like what the nativity scene is. Jesus brought another baby into the world. Wait. Yeah, it's like Christmas is when Jesus uh, helped Mary deliver the baby Santa. The baby Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the thought of. one of the Jesus being one of present. the chickens in the in the stall <laughs> turned yeah. into an elf and something I don't know. Yeah, then that's the start of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then some. <laughs> what is this next note? Who wrote this? Did I write that? I think you did. <laughs> oh, I th- oh oh oh. So somebody <laughs> shouts out, "Jesus is coming!" And then and then the the jesus not jesus joseph character like was like wrestling around and the closed captioning said jesus grunts so like they were doubling down on this is not joseph this is jesus jesus is coming (laughs) again that was a great joke of like oh no jesus is coming like he's like coming at you to like pile drive you yeah (laughs) body slam you yeah so it's like it's like Surely, this is a day in the writing room, haha, where one of the writers looked at the other one and said, No, hang on. No, that's Joseph. And the first writer said, It would be hilarious if it was Jesus. Yeah, but then the jokes don't work, so we got to leave it. You know, like, oh my gosh, man. No one will notice. Wait. 
All right, so we'd like to introduce you to our newest segment here on the uh, Timey Wimey, uh, Poor Todd. Poor Todd. <laughs> Poor Todd. Oh my gosh. When he walked in, in his movie, entire body. This movie is an cast. injustice. <laughs> I forgot about that. He, <laughs> he was in like in a the... half body cast. Yeah, he, he did the same thing every time, but his injuries progressively got more <laughs> yeah. severe. No, I think he definitely did different stuff every time what was it he was doing to get injured i don't just like poured soap on on the sidewalk and slipped on it yeah it's like that should have busted your shoulders and i don't know maybe sprain the leg but no he was in like a half body cast (laughs) what it's like how quickly did they treat him for this severe injury the 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 movie like introduces todd and and the thing that I hate, the normal trope is that he's a the romantic rival is always an awful person, right? Yeah, no. uh-huh. You're he's supposed a, to hate no. the romantic rival. Like, Todd, even in the first Santa Claus movie, you're supposed to hate, uh, uh, oh crap, the, the, the psychiatrist, Neil. Yeah, you're supposed Neil. to hate Neil. Yeah, and by the, the second and third like, movie, um, you love him. He's a Neil fantastic character. Great. You realize Santa's kind of the bad guy, but. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but but in this movie, like we're introduced to Todd as like really great he's guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, has he, a great he, little he has speech. A sustainable job. He bought his bought girlfriend yeah, his at the time a car for Christmas. And well, asked him and then proposes on the same day. Yeah, on um, Christmas. And yeah, don't 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 propose on Christmas. Yeah, don't do that. Don't it's do that. But um, and definitely don't do it if the ex husband is there. <laughs> like, yeah, like, should have been his maybe moment pull him like, aside at some point in the middle of the day and say. I want to leave about 5 p.m. You want to go. Because <laughs> after dark, it's going to get awkward if you're still here. Yeah. You definitely shouldn't stay the night. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Not. So then when he just like, when Kevin just starts sabotaging Todd throughout the day and like, like making him look like an idiot and then like changing. The, remember, remember when he like systematically like day by day wrecked the proposal like more and more and uh-huh. more until eventually he just changed the lights to say, what was it? Todd hates Jill. Yeah. Instead of Todd loves time. Jill. That was no. That wasn't even the first time. No. That that was the first. That was like time that the second the lights. Oh, uh, what else the, did he do to mess with the lights? Well, he no, was the like, ultimate I love change. Missy. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the ultimate change. <laughs> I forgot about that the one. The ultimate betrayal. You're like oh. <laughs> and the worst thing about it is, there comes a point where I feel like the writers forgot Todd was a character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not in the ending there. No. Yeah. Like in the end, you don't see him walking dejectedly to his car or to the Lexus that he just bought his now Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend. No, you don't ever see him like trudging away defeatedly, which arguably would have been worse. I think they wanted us to forget he was there because they knew (laughs) (laughs) they knew we would never side with the main character. If we remember Todd, if you stop for one second during this beautiful about, Christmas romance like we set love him up story, as like the jerk dude who doesn't even know what to get his kid until like the day before what? Yes! and buys him whatever that other kid wanted. And he doesn't want to be there at all. He but has if, one redeeming quality and that's and that if, he loves and if his the kid. Turnaround, if the turnaround is he learns to not be a jerk, yeah. that's fine. And the end point isn't that or he gets if the, the turnaround girl back. is he 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 learns to not be a jerk and wins back his ex-wife who has not yet moved on and has a fiance. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Todd never existed, then fine. But you can't have him change his character 
become a better person, yeah. win her heart back, and then just like throw Todd onto oh, the garbage God. heap out back. Like let the reindeers oh, pee on God. him on the way off you yeah. know, to the next house or whatever. Like, I just love the psychological nightmare he was facing as like Todd. Yeah. As like all of his actions and thoughts were like predicted by this dude. Are you going to marry her as well? And no yeah, one yeah, believes yeah. him. Cause I was going to do that later. Like, please, please marry me. Please say yes before he steals that. And I was like, good grief, that. man. He's coming unglued. Yeah. I also love the acceptance. He gets there where like, there's, a day where he's fine that Jill is going to marry Todd. Yeah. That he is, should have been the end point. He's I know perfectly accepting right of it. With everybody. Yeah. At, at least as but much then it's as like, he you could. You know what? On second thought. Like he fixed up everything. Let's steal my he wife made, back. He left on good terms and he could have left like that. Mr. And, steal your girl. Oh my and then that's when it should have ended. Yeah. But instead no. he goes well, back to. If that had been the case, the movie would have been 65 minutes long instead yeah. of 90 minutes long. But this was a crazy <laughs> I just movie. love like, and then the next day he goes back to psychologically torturing Todd and like trying to steal he reached Jill. the end point at like the halfway point of the movie and now he's like yep gotta go go back okay. to what i was doing okay going back to todd being in the casts and everything on the last iteration was he in a cast no he I wasn't i don't remember i can't remember I either i feel like i feel like we got away from that yeah 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 thing. yeah i feel like we got away from the bodily injury of todd but i yeah, love just kind of became a good person and like right yeah you're back that way but like Which every works, but like, every time he was in those like brutally injured, yeah. like what full arm cast, he must have broken his arm or something. Jill was so dismissive of him. Like, stop yeah. talking to me, Todd. I don't want you around. Like, <laughs> holy crap. There are scenes. Jill there. is the bad guy. Yeah, here. Jill is the villain yeah. in this movie. She really is. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I only liked you because of your money. Maybe. In a roundabout way, uh, the main character was actually protecting Todd from yeah, getting up yeah. with Jill. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's okay, because it turns out okay. Jill's a monster. <laughs> so, which makes her perfect for the new Kevin? No way. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, well. So um, weird. <laughs> all right, so that brings us down to was it any good? So first of all, was no. it a good story? Second of all, was it a good time travel story? So let's just start off with, was it a good story? Uh, no. Thumbs down. Definitely no. <laughs> Negative. All the way no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Nope. I'm a, no, I didn't put any of the right letters there. What the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like type blind. Uh, nope. There you go. Um, everybody, everybody pretty much knew. Yeah, yeah. Was it a good time travel story? It wasn't a time travel. Was it a, well, okay, time loop. <laughs> Come on. Was it a good, was it a good take on the time loop story idea? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. Why, why not? I mean, it was so weird that it starts in the midpoint of the day. As we already talked about, like the football wasn't lined up, right? Yeah. Like, there were some scenes that I feel like they were also similar to that. I don't know. And like they didn't add anything new to it. Mm. It was just like that time loop because mm. like they weren't trying to make the time loop special in any way. Gotcha. Okay. And and the way it started and like how they got out of it didn't make any sense either. It's what do like, you mean? I just want there to be a time loop. Okay. No, that's actually I was gonna say. Um, okay, was it a good time travel story? I'm gonna say, nah. I guess. 
Um, as far as it being a time loop thing, um, I think they, yeah, they did okay. I mean, like, if you're purely if, talking about that mechanic, the kid it was okay for it to be Christmas every day. Then he should have been stuck in the loop, not his dad. But his dad oh, that's was an jerk. interesting. That's an interesting and point. Then right, how but, it ended was not by the <clears throat> kid not saying it, which should have worked, or by the kid saying that he didn't wish it was Christmas every day, but by him wishing that it was Christmas every day. I no, I actually what? I actually liked that because it I wondered when they had when he said that and then the wind blew and it was all weird for a second. I, I was thinking, felt. okay, how are we gonna get out of it? I knew that was the end. Huh? I'm, I'm talking about when the kid said it at the oh, beginning. Oh, the kid said it. And oh, started it. When, at the end. He yeah. Said. No, when he said it, I was like, I even said, where's the wind? And then it came. It just yeah. took a little bit longer um, than the first time. So I, I actually like that element. I like that they had the, uh, here's how it started. Here's how it ended. And it's kind of, I mean, again, you got to remember what this movie is. This is an ABC family made for TV Christmas movie. So... <sighs> It's going to be very spoon feeding you the yeah, morals and messages definitely. and everything. So, um, with that in mind, you know, for what it was, I'm going to say, eh, it was fine as a time travel story. Corbin, you disagree? Uh, uh, yes. I know we've pretty much avoided talking about Groundhog's Day, but I just feel like this movie at least tried to do all the same things that Groundhog's yeah. Day did. And like at every turn, it was just worse. It was like it it wasn't good. Okay. So I don't think they really explored the concepts of a time loop like this in a creative way at all. No. I mean, for an, an 89 minute movie, you just don't have the time, especially. And they spent a lot of time on that first. Oh, yeah. The first time through. Because you had to establish everything. Yeah, which, you know, you got to do that with movies. But But I feel like they spent a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Like, I still don't understand the whole Christmas caroling sequence in this movie. Because. Other than it eventually ends with the proposal, I guess. But Which they didn't really need that. They could have just been like, let's go outside now. I want to show you something. Any any following, uh, following, final thoughts? Hang on. What? Groundhog's Day is only an hour and 40 minutes. So, okay. I think this movie was just failing at like actually exploring the concepts. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I I wasn't saying, oh, because it was short, you can't do it in that amount of time. I'm just saying yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And Groundhog's Day, I, I would argue, does a much, uh, much had better Had people who it. cared about I am, I am a good story. when I go back and watch that movie at how short it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so and we and we will we will cover it in a few months. Oh so. boy, this is we're gonna feel like we're in a time loop. How many times we watch movies like this before? Um, any any other uh, final thoughts on uh, Christmas do over before we put this one in the books? Um, we should I'm not thinking do it we over. shouldn't <laughs> put this in the books. We're gonna watch it tomorrow. <laughs> no, we're gonna watch it every Christmas every day. day. <laughs> we're gonna watch it every day between here and next Christmas. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Uh, let's see guys with well, the game plan. We are finally, um, off to our best of series. And as we mentioned, we're going to be kicking it off with our best Christmas special. And we have decided to go with a Christmas Carol. Uh, so if you remember, this is, uh, the 11th doctor does, uh, Scrooge, uh, with, oh guys, what, what's the guy's name? Kazran Sardik, <laughs> yeah. which is about as close Cash to Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge as you yeah. can get. Um, so we'll be uh, covering that one now. 
our plan is uh, sometime between now and Christmas, uh, we'll watch this, probably not Christmas Day, and then on uh, Sunday the 26th, we'll uh, record and release that episode, which means if you want to watch it on Christmas Day and pretend that Christmas Doctor Who specials is still a thing, then you can actually do that. Um, And then after that, uh, let's see, if memory serves me correctly, uh, the timing worked out perfectly. Let me let me um, let me get over here and just make sure I'm right about this. Yeah, so we'll release that on the 26th, and then on the first, which is uh, you know just just a few days later. I guess that would be Saturday, right? Yeah, that would be the next Saturday. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Saturday, a week after Christmas. That's how it always falls. New New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve are always yeah. the same day of the week. Yeah. So um, uh, New Year's Day, you have the New Year's uh, special called Eve of the Daleks, completing uh, Chibnall's apparent Dalek New Year's trilogy. Um, so, And as we mentioned, <clears throat> the trailers seem to indicate that they are stuck in a time loop. Awesome. So it's going to be nice. uh, Groundhog's Day. The Doctor does uh, Groundhog's Day. So uh, this week we did... Uh, Christmas does Groundhog's Day. Next week we're doing The Doctor Does Scrooge. And then we're doing The Doctor Does Groundhog's Day. And eventually we'll do just actual Groundhog's Day. Eventually we'll do actual Groundhog's Day. Um, and that'll that'll be uh, – I've the scheduled it so that you can literally watch it on Groundhog's Day if memory, nice. if memory serves. Yeah, We'll, we'll be do. covering that February 6th. And so somewhere right before then is the actual uh, – Groundhog's Day. So, um, yeah. And then um, we have not yet made our final decisions on the rest of the best of episodes. So we'll be putting those together and we'll let you know. Well, I'll also, um, after the New Year's special, um, we'll give you a rundown of what's coming because it's going to be like, if I remember correctly, it's going to be like timey-wimey, uh, master plan, and then best of. And then timey wimey master plan best of timey wimey master plan best of for like a couple of months. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, and I'm hoping that the way the timing is going to line up is right about the time that we're running out of of those the timey wimeys and the master plan um, and the best of that will be right about ready for the spring special, which they haven't announced the date of yet. So I'm. Uh, just like we did with the Halloween apocalypse yeah. where we didn't know when it was going to drop. We're just going to sort of hunt and, and we may have to squeeze it in somewhere or something like that. Um, so we'll do that. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to hang it up for a few months and wait for the, uh, the fall special. So uh, guys, noobs in the Whovian for now is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin reason. Your audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Your production editor is the other one. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Fandom.com for their trivia. Nah, not this week. Thanks nah. to thanks to Wikipedia. Hey, it's that time of year, folks. Go donate to Wikipedia. If you've ever used them, go donate. Give a dollar. Uh, thanks to Jared for his, con- uh, not connections, but just for you know hanging out with us and stuff. Shout out to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at noobsandhoovian.com where you can find all the links to all the things. Make sure that uh, you subscribe to us, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin Tripp. And we're the noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I don't know if there's bloopers or not. I don't know. Be whoop.